Welcome to The Corona Shifts, the podcast that explores the changing landscape of Canadian performance art during the coronavirus outbreak. The world is but a stage? Not anymore, sucker. Your you butt's not... <laughs> Sorry. We're cancelled. We're closed. Each week I chat with a different guest about their experiences in isolation and how they're adapting to the transition from the stage to the online world. Ah, uh, this is going to be a great show. We'll have comedians, drag artists, uh, magicians, burlesque performers, um, strippers. That's right. We're the, we're the only podcast in the world that has strippers. Join us each week until this whole crazy pandemic is over, because I know you're locked up and you've got nothing better to do. And neither do I, really. That's why I'm doing this. I mean, I'm bored. It's been... It's been weeks since I've been outside. Somebody help me. Welcome to the Corona Shift on WACAB, All Cops Are Bastards Radio. I'm Alice Rose, and this is my public access radio voice. Just kidding. Let's check out what's happening this week. If you're listening to this podcast right away, make sure to check out Joke Shop tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ashwin Singh is hosting a lineup of amazing comedians who will be performing and workshopping their material right in front of your eyes. Uh, This is my favorite show to watch naked, and we're doing it online for the second time. The first time was with Comedy Bar. This time it's going to be super interactive. Uh, We're going to have a little chat window and it's happening on uh, twitch tv so tune in to see how the microphone being mimed as a sausage is made on twitch.tv slash comic sans prod joke shop is a positive and constructive space for bipoc performers Next Thursday, July 22nd, we'll be putting on a very special edition of Comic Sans that we're calling This One's for Marsha. We have an all-star lineup of strong women of color coming together to celebrate the iconic Marsha P. Johnson. All month, we've been profiling influential black trans women on our Instagram page. Women like Lucy Hicks Anderson, who's a trans woman born in the 1880s. This story just amazes me, and I'm trying to tell it as much as possible. Lucy, dream girl, she was an award-winning chef and socialite. She took advantage of her social status to run an underground brothel and speakeasy during Prohibition. Badass, right? She was arrested once, but the head banker of her town bailed her out almost immediately because she was supposed to cater one of his fancy dinner parties that night. Lucy Hicks Anderson was married twice and remained stealth almost her entire life. Uh, For those of you who don't know uh, trans women, until recently, uh, the only way to survive was to live stealth. So not let anyone know that you're trans. Yeah, so Lucy remained stealth almost her entire life until an outbreak of venereal disease and the Navy was traced back to her underground brothel. Uh, when that happened, the local, the local doctor made everyone who worked in the brothel, including Lucy, come in for a VD exam. And then once he saw what he saw, he outed her to the whole damn town because of course he did. 
But that shit didn't even phase Lucy. When she went to court to fight some bogus charges over this, like falsifying information on her marriage certificate and her business license, because she used her name, um, she became the very first trans woman, let alone black trans woman, to defend her gender identity in a court of justice. <sighs> so yeah, check out Comic Sans on July 22nd. All proceeds for the show will be donated to the Homeless Black Trans Women Fund and the Black Trans Protesters Emergency Fund. You can support these causes in a couple of ways. First, by purchasing a ticket to the show. Although if you don't want to buy a ticket, it's okay. You can still watch the show for free by making a donation on our website or donating to these charities directly. There are links on our website and all of our social media to both of those charities. So if you wanted to donate to one more than the other, or I don't know, you have no idea who I am and you don't trust strangers on the internet with your money. You do you, boo. Okay, on with the show, I promise. I promise we're gonna get to the show. Uh, this week I had a chat with my good friend and travel buddy, Mike Payne, about virtual shows, new projects, and how to get by when you're locked inside for a couple months. This episode's gonna be a bit different because Mike and I spend a lot of time in cars going to shows, sorry, in his car going to shows because I'm a Toronto queer, I don't have a car, please. Um, yeah, so we just, we just chat a lot. So this was just kind of an organic conversation. Uh, it was really fun, but we did talk about a lot of cool things. If you don't know Mike Payne, check him out. He's a local club favorite. He's a rock star Toronto producer. He's behind, uh, he was the creator of Comedy Appetizer, and he's one of the people behind And a Scotch Egg, which you can find on YouTube as well. And remember, if you're listening to the audio version of this show, you can actually find this episode with video on our YouTube channel. So Mike and I had a chat through Zoom. All of that footage is attached to the podcast on YouTube. So make sure to check out Comic Sans, follow our channel, do all of those great things. Uh, all right, on with the show. Welcome to the Corona Shift, the only podcast where all the rules are made up and the points don't matter. That's not right. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Uh, I am your host, Alice Rose. I'm here today talking to a Toronto comedian, very good friend, Mike Payne. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about fun, quirky uh, hobbies and creative projects people have picked up in the quarantine and uh, how it affects our lives as performers. Um, how are you, Mike? How are you doing? Actually really good. Yeah. I've had uh, an interesting week um, as we've discussed previously, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, ultimately I'm very good at the moment. I'm feeling kind of energized and, and I've had my creative, creative juices refreshed recently. I think some of that has to do with getting back to work for the past couple of weeks too. That's super cool. Super, Day super cool. Us. What do you do day job wise? I'm a house painter. Yeah, I do inside and out. I can do uh, high stuff, low stuff, um, you know, walls, trim, casings, etc. Um, done it, you know, on and off for probably about 10 years. Um, just got back into it when I started doing um, when I started doing comedy because it was uh, it was a little bit like a regular, regular paycheck because before that I was a designer and it was kind of all over the place and timing was less predictable. Mm -hmm. And so it's, yeah, it's a nine to five every day kind of deal. 
and it pays yeah. enough to pay for, you know, the road machine. Yeah, the car. The road, yes. <laughs> the gig buggy. The gig buggy. Which has gotten gotten us to lots of lots of places. Yeah. Super happy for that. Yeah. Um, so you're back to work now, right? Yeah, I've been you back were... for yeah, three weeks actually. It's about three, three weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Other than I took a couple of days off last week, but yeah, it's been great. Uh, the mm-hmm. physical activity too really helps just emotionally and yeah, nothing's as, nothing's as dire. Yeah. Yeah. Exercising. I know that I, uh, I was just getting onto a good exercise routine and like eating healthier and stuff like that. And then I decided to hit my midlife crisis and uh, oh it's the middle of, of your life yes <laughs> took one of uh one of my partner's skateboards her longboard out uh down parkside and didn't know how to stop it yet because it was my first time on a longboard and i smashed up my right leg how is it now it's, it's been like a week or so yeah it's been a week or so i have an appointment i have a doctor's appointment today to get confirmed whether like i can continue walking on it and stuff like that or if i should go in for more stuff there's nothing broken nothing fractured but um, worried about tendons and ligaments yeah yeah and just the way it's bruising and swelling so i hit my knee and right now like my ankle almost to the underside of my foot is starting to bruise and swell so like that bruise has moved all the way down my leg Uh, it's so gross so super weird so for the past like a week and a half, I've been housebound again. And yeah, it's hard. It's hard just not moving, not doing something. Like I get this pent up energy, but also this lack of momentum. Right. Yeah. It, it all builds together too. Like when we, you and I were going to be doing a project a little while ago, like we got to the point of, of filming some stuff even. And it, like I got hit with that crazy lethargic paralytic depression you know, oh, and God. Yeah. just like shut it all down for a little bit. And I was lucky I, I had uh, my new partner here and, and they were really, um, really supportive and uh, kind of took care of me for a few days when I, when I needed it. It's always good. Like, I hope everybody has that in their lives because, you know, at some point something's going to happen and it's going to screw you up. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grateful yeah for that. That's unfortunate. I know that, uh, it's so frustrated because I was uh, I was excited to work on that project and yeah, me I too. the way it was going, but fuck well, it. It doesn't have just... to be dead either. Like we can No, we can... it doesn't. I'd yeah. I'd love to continue on with it, but it's just sure. it seemed like we both hit this this brick wall of like You can figure it out too, because there's there's like there's mood and then there's also like, well, what part of it is deterring me too, right? Mm-hmm. Really looking at that, I think that might be worth doing off air. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh yeah, let's table that for for an actual discussion. Um so you've been see so we're out of work for a couple of months then. I was, yeah, and I still haven't done stand up. I don't consider Zoom shows really stand up. Um it's a different thing, right? It's a I've done a hand a couple handfuls of them at this point and some of them are good and most of them are really rough. Yeah. Uh, depending on how they're set up, but yeah, I miss doing real stand-up really badly. I've had a couple instances lately, though, where certain things have kind of replicated that high or that that experience of, of making people laugh like uncontrollably. 
you know, um, like playing video games with my pals um, from the States and just running my mouth, you know, like just like turning off the brain and letting the mouth do the work. Mm-hmm. And that was fantastic. And I did that yesterday and I just, I feel amazing today. Um, but there's also this show called The Workshop uh, by Scott Porteous. Big shout out to Scott for putting it on. It runs every day of the week and it's, um, it's an assigned writing workshop. So he, the producer um, asks the comic to pick a number between, between one and 10 and there's an assigned topic attached to it. So the first time I did it, it was Medieval Times. And so mm-hmm. I did five minutes of material on Medieval Times. I went into like the historical stuff, like the Flights of Fantasy wizard stuff, but also I kept saying Medieval Times, dinner and tournament, you know, like con- continually through the whole thing. It was a really fun experience. And it was like the first time in a while that I felt like, a real comic as well. Yeah. Uh, and he follows it with letting you do five minutes of whatever you've been working on lately, you know, no judgment. And there's a panel of comics with the, that are doing the same thing. And we all just pick it apart and, uh, and tag it up kind of like joke marmalade, similar to joke marmalade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check that out. That sounds really, really uh, interesting. I will be running Mondays coming up. Ooh, very soon. Hey, yeah. uh, yeah, I have to get that writing bug back. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. if you do want on, just reach out to Scott. He does all the booking and it's, it's, yeah. he's really, really fair. He just goes down the list. Basically. He just adds your name to the list and goes down, literally goes down the list. Cool. Mm. Super, super cool. Um, have you heard Kelsey Ryan's joke about medieval times? No, no. Um, maybe, maybe, but I don't remember. With the, Oh, uh, it was something about female falconers. No, I don't know. No, it's great. It's great. You Female have to hear Female falconers. It. Female yeah. falconers. So They're like talons in their arms, just holding the bird up. <laughs> um, but I guess they just seem so mad all the time because they're always flipping the bird. No, that was that was dumb. <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fact that that medieval times tries to maintain a historical accuracy. So, um. Okay. to a degree so um, that they're not allowed to like females aren't allowed to be the falconer and Kelsey's like I wouldn't be upset about this but there are literally no zero other falconer jobs available <laughs> wow so it was just her setup was really good I'm not doing it justice of course because but what if you're non-binary I mean like do you slip through the cracks uh, if you're non-binary, they, uh, you, you disappear just as you walk in the door because you don't. Oh my God. You poof. Oh yeah, my God. Well, yeah. it's better than what they used to do. Yeah. Build the fire. But Build here we fire. are. Yeah. Um, I'm in a cheery mood today and I keep throwing in these little bombs of like, <laughs> sad. <laughs> here you go. We're doing great. Sad. Kill the mood. Yeah. 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 Funny. <laughs> Like, um, oh, what's his name? He did the the series of Netflix shows, the English guy. Repertoire. Um, I can't think of his name. Anyway. That's a, that's a Google. Yeah. What's the show called? Repertoire. Repertoire. TV show. James Acaster. Oh yeah, the comedian. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. He has this bit about breaking the ice, icebreakers in conversations, where like you open up the conversation, but you should kill it when you leave. Because like you open up the conversation and then anyone can join Just in. Just irresponsible. Yeah. 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 That's so really should, good. Yeah. So like you should that. kill it with like you end a conversation with like there are only 72 tigers left in the wild and then just walk away. <laughs> yeah. <I think> <laughs> 72 great. tigers left in the wild. <laughs> think about that the next time you buy a scone. Yeah. <laughs> but I love really? that idea of killing a conversation, like a conversation starter and a conversation finisher. Yeah, but and, I think it would be like a, a murderer of a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think you, it should be a role. Like a, like a, you know, comedians in their off time, conversation murderer. You know, you see the guy enter the room. You're like, I kind of think I know what that guy is. Not quite certain. And then they they come into the middle as you leave, and they're like, Yes, by the way, you're all stupid. Bye bye. <laughs> and he disappears into the night. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, so I shot the couch last week. Oh yeah. I leaned over to my new partner and I, I, I said, Hey, guess what? In front gonna, of, oh no. And I was going to squeeze a fart out because you're that comfortable already. We're crude. Yeah. We're like, yeah. Of there. course you are. Of course. And yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. To be with me. Give me a break. <laughs> um, and then uh, I liquish it like all over the couch. Oh no. And I ran to the, I'm exaggerating. It was like a little bit, but there <laughs> was on the couch. Ran to the bathroom, fuck, like, <laughs> white as a ghost, sit on the toilet, look at the couch, and I've never seen anybody make no noise while being beat red, like, ah, like, like losing their mind laughing. <laughs> and then she went sheet, sheet white as well, like ghost white. And uh, she sat up for a second, and I said, oh, what's wrong? <laughs> and she's like, no. oh, I almost passed out. I'm like, I saw stars. They were coming along the sides of my eyes. <laughs> so bizarre. Yeah, so I almost, I almost made uh, my partner pass out. <laughs> made her old school faint. I yeah. love that. Did you, get the, did you get the shit stain out? Oh, yeah, immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to take care of that right away. As I look at the spot where it would be. Uh, anyway, that was a lovely overshare, wasn't it? Oh, I love it. I love it. My my couch, um, my old couch I used to have. I don't know if Trisha can hear this. She doesn't listen to the podcast. It's all right. What's up? I just remembered why I mentioned it to begin with. I lost my train of thought for a second. It (laughs) it was because I think that, you know, when it's in such quantity, it's not really diarrhea anymore. It needs a pluralized, like a flock name. So I came up with a trauma of diarrhea. A trauma of diarrhea. A trauma of diarrhea. A murder of crows. Never mind that. I had a trauma of diarrhea in my house. Uh, Oh my god! Shitting the couch is is a thing. It is. It It is. It is definitely. If you haven't done it, you will. Like it just. It's. I think it's one of those things. You know, it it, Mm -hmm. it earmarks the true middle of your life. So like maybe I'll be eighty. That's what that's what'll happen. Or just people. I'll be seventy eight because I'm at thirty nine now. Yes, there you go. That's, that's my cutoff because I shot the bed or shot the couch. Shot the couch at thirty nine. Shot the bed. Do you remember? Have you have you ever pissed the bed in adulthood? Have I what? Pissed the bed in your adulthood? No, no, I never no? have. 
No, I wasn't a wetter anyway. No, I wasn't I either, really but it happened once. I was like 25, 26. Oh, really? Was it after drinking? No. It was just like a regular. It was like fine. a Wednesday. It was a work day. And <laughs> I think I was just overtired because I was working two jobs at the, at the time. Yeah. Who am I kidding? I'm always working two jobs. But, um, yeah. you know, that was, I just started working and they were both kind of, there was. You were in that phase of the burnout? There was a labor job and a customer service job. So it was yeah, tough. And you think that would work, but it doesn't. No, because no. it's it's a holistic exhaustion. Right. It's like you get your social exhaustion and you get your physical exhaustion and then you get your emotional exhaustion. Mm. Oh, well. Um, yeah, we're not doing a podcast at all. We're just chatting, but I like it. This is good. <laughs> I think that's what podcasts were. Yeah, it's really lovely. Isn't that what they are? I think, yeah. I just, I try to have a theme, but whatever i'm sorry um, i've taken us off course no i really like it and What's i always the next question you. on your sheet like we had we had half an hour of conversation just before this podcast oh yeah <laughs> we could have recorded and put out as a podcast so yeah for I sure next time i call just start recording and we'll do whatever and then we'll edit out what we don't want yeah 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 that, that would work um yeah i wanted to talk about your career right now because you're um you're a comedian who's at a certain level and um and like you said you haven't been doing stand-up and and zoom shows are different so i'd like to talk about that a little bit like sure what do you what's different about zoom shows um well first of all they're brand new so they're being run in a variety of manners you know the only similarity is the software in some cases mm -hmm. um so people are trying to run it like it's a regular stand-up show which is kind of what i did the last time that i hosted one mm -hmm. and that doesn't really work because when people come into the room um like at, at seven o'clock when the show's supposed to start uh they need to be directed so basically um, I think that a proper host for a Zoom show is really an usher as well. Just like teaching, oh yeah, here the the thing is in the corner the, that you click so that you can speak now. And we want your volume on so that we can hear your laughs and or whatever directives you have. You have to spend a lot of time doing that. Mm -hmm. um, but also having a, a graphic that's up where you're sharing the screen when they enter so they can read instructions as to what to do and what not to do, some ground rules. That also really helps too. But yeah, just in general, it isn't the same thing. It's a different medium. It's it's video comedy. It's it's live video comedy. Like it's not stand up comedy. Mm -hmm. Some people are choosing to mm -hmm. stand up when they're delivering it because I think Which they're helps. trying to bring themselves back, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But I, it's still not yeah. the same thing. No, it's really not. And I think it should be approached in a different way too. Like we should be doing yeah. something different because I know we're trying to replicate the experience that we've had, but this can be very rewarding if we like embrace that it is different and how is it different and how are we going to do it differently? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does it mean the structure of your jokes needs to be different? It does. And it can be more writing intensive as opposed to performing intensive because as a stand-up comedian, you write material and that writing process is very short. Right. And then the revision process is extensive over performance and open mic and all of these Whatever things. your method so, is, yeah. There, yeah. There is uh, quite yeah. a bit of revision universally. Yeah, 
But I think especially because when I do, when I've done the couple Zoom shows that I've done, I will put my notes up and I will be trying out new material almost every time because... Yeah, I have been too. Yeah, because you can get away with having your notes up. You can get away with having a a document on your screen. You can get away with having all of those resources so that you're focusing on the structure of the jokes. Um, But also, I just, you don't have the the audience interaction and the engagement in such a way. Um, There's something lacking. It almost has to lean a little more towards sketch, a little more towards... um, just that element of something that that is more prepared and structured i've seen some approaches like al val's been doing a more conversational approach to it like Mm -hmm. yeah their method is is it's working very well in these shows but al's like an amazing talent yeah um yeah, but it's the the method is different. Like it doesn't look like the same Al Val. Like it doesn't have it doesn't have the same structure because I know their older material very very well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they seem to be like if if the audience is listening, go watch Al Val perform at one of these things because uh, they're doing it right to a certain extent. You know, yes. as far as we can, really. Yeah. Yeah, that I've and, seen some uh, of the celebrity Zoom shows and stuff like that, and they, and they're just as bad as a lot of the other ones too. Like these mm-hmm. big celebrity comedians, and they're not they're oh they're my favorite comedian. Well, they're not your favorite comedian right now. Like watching yeah. that in yeah. a lot of cases, and it's not <laughs> criticism. It's just it's the reality of the now. It is, yeah, yeah. Have you taken on any other projects or any other things that uh, that aren't stand up that are kind of supplementing? your creative um, mind well I, I i've got a podcast with ryan sim we've only put out one episode so far and we're kind of just we don't know where where our, our footing is yet on it it's called the ginger beard men mm-hmm. um and it's on his youtube channel right now i'll be adding it to mine later uh but for now it's on his so yeah uh, follow uh ryan sim on the comedian ryan sim on uh youtube i don't have his his link ready but yeah i'll, I'll post his link with later. the podcast that's awesome um yeah so you can watch that uh aside from that like comedy related i am hosting uh it's called the workshop i'll be hosting it on mondays um going forward it's a seven day a week uh workshop for comedy with an assigned topic it's really really fun and audience members get to comment on the facebook stream and we actually read it loud live uh, and we take it in because you're criticizing our work as well. It's not like, oh, it's bad. It's no, it's you're trying to add tags to, okay, the, yeah. to the work itself. Yeah. So it's an it, it might be a, a unique opportunity for some people at home because they've never written comedy or or had contrib- contributed to a project. So it's interesting. It's like for me, uh, I've taken. There's been a bunch of punchlines in my jokes that were like augmented or or le- or confirmed, obviously, by audience members like Mm -hmm. um in my superpower joke uh i talk about uh how uh, peter peter parker was bitten by a radio radioactive spider became toby mcguire the toby Mm -hmm. mcguire part was directly from an audience member at one point so it's it's in yeah it's in that vein i was doing uh absolute kingston and someone like you guys know this thing and then he's like yeah toby mcguire i was like oh my god that's great (laughs) (laughs) yeah um 
it doesn't mean that audience members should heckle when they're being heard, of course, but uh, right, being right. asked the question, sometimes it can be very, very rewarding. Anyway, that show is called The Workshop and uh, can be found on Facebook right now. It's a Facebook live event thing. So it's Monday to, Monday, Monday to Sunday uh, with various hosts, mainly Scott Porteous, but I'm one of the guests. One of the guests. Oh Yay. Yeah. But I'd love it if people followed me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I don't post a whole hell of a lot right now because I'm finding it a little bit taxing. But uh, yeah, at Mike Payne Comedy mm-hmm. on those three things. And if you want to follow me on YouTube, I don't have a hell of a lot up there, but it'd be great if you did. Uh, it's uh, it's Mike Payne Toronto. Yeah, yeah. That's what I got. We're going to get more up. We're going to get... We're gonna we're gonna do some sketches and oh and yeah segments yeah we'll like revisit that. our project that we started a little while ago for sure yeah I I, I think yeah. that there's a lot of work that went into what we did so far so we'll we'll continue it too hmm hmm um so obviously I think one of the things I'm fascinated with right now is seeing how comedians are adapting because we are really resilient uh you know, self propelled people um. And I'm really interested in how comedians are adapting to the sort of new normal of uh, not having a stage or a venue and still wanting to create and produce and do all of those, all of those things. Mm -hmm. So people are doing like cool Zoom rooms, like uh, the workshop sounds like something that can um, ultimately replace an open mic. Eventually. Yeah, but it's more interactive than an open mic even. Like yeah. everyone everyone's tagging it. All the comedians on the panel are tagging it. And and that's it's amazing. Um and you create it it has more of a sense of community involved with it than live stand up shows from my experience. Mm-hmm. Live mm-hmm. open mics, I should say specifically, live open mics. Yeah. Do you think do you think there is an opportunity to continue a lot of these efforts, you know, when things I hate saying go back to normal, but like when things do start to open up because things are opening up soon, they're starting to come back. Yeah, kind of freakily fast, right? I mean, yeah. it, it seems like a bad move maybe potentially. Oh, definitely too fast. We're putting economy over people for sure. Yeah, people will die and that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um Sorry, what was the question again? Yeah, do you think there's a merit to to continuing these things, these virtual shows, and continuing what we're doing once once things start back up? Like, are we learning anything from this? I think some of the uh, yeah, I think some new formats will probably be adapted going forward. But ultimately, we're all stand-ups, and unless you started in this, like unless you're starting doing comedy in this thing, which I haven't seen anybody yet. I on any of the shows that I've done, but I'm sure there are people out there. I mean, if we can think of it, it probably exists, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, uh, I think that some of it will carry over, but it will be like considered like a second class thing compared to to live comedy. Like if you're on a it, book, shows will always overrule it. But they, I mean, that being said, they are they already overrule open mics anyway. Hmm. Hmm. And I mean live stand-up comedians have a have a sour taste for like youtube comics and i don't know why i I don't watch them i don't know what they do really (laughs) Uh, it's not not malicious it's just a reality right what were you gonna mm -hmm. say i i just think it's something that more comedians should be jumping on because like being funny is the hard part 
but that but it's like, like the flavor of funny or writing in that way i think is different once again i haven't seen them though so i'd have right. to watch the it is it. different but i mean embrace every platform that you can just like tiktok i think like how many there are a few stand-up comedians who are doing tiktok very well right and i i definitely appreciate that because that's that's reaching out and it's not it's not doing your stand-up and promoting your stand-up on a social media platform but it is promoting your brand right and it's promoting your audience and it's it's for it's, sure it's keeping it's people interested yeah uh cliff knight does incredible things on tiktok yeah cliff's a really great guy he's and, yeah uh, wow that's really funny mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i've watched quite a bit of it yeah, it's like the medium was meant for him. Kind of. Yeah, I feel like, <laughs> like he's finding his footing there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's great. It's great. To and see that's him. really cool because, like, he works hard, man. That guy. Yes, that guy. Yeah. That guy totally works hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a hustler, but it's gonna pay off because when uh, when his name's on a poster, people are gonna come out to see the guy from TikTok. You know. Mm-hmm. And it was like that with YouTube. Have you ever been on a show with a YouTuber booked? Uh, I have a, yes, I have. I, uh, Ian Lynch, shout out to Ian Lynch. Really great yeah. guy. Um, yeah. he, he works at edge one Oh two. He's one of the DJs there or what do they call them? Like on air personality, whatever you want to call it. Um, he's one of the guys there and he used to put on this Sunday show call or show on Sunday called after dark at mm-hmm. a bar called after dark. Uh, I think it was owned by his brother, but he used to pack that place out. And I was like, how are you packing this place out on a Sunday night? You know, it's a nice spot, but doesn't matter. Sunday shows are generally just like for working on material half the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, his thing is he stacked the lineup with half local Toronto comedians and half local Toronto YouTube com- uh, com- uh, comedians. Mm-hmm. And uh, it worked out really well. It just did like butts and seats. I mean, I didn't think that their their form of comedy translated as well to the stage. Right. That's because it's made for video. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like stand-up comedy doesn't, translate very well to video unless it's like a special with an audience there right like uh, obviously that's where we all start to ingest it originally i mean i'm never going to put another self-tape up on youtube (laughs) those are it just doesn't translate at all at all at all yeah um so as a comedian who's currently out of work in comedy um (laughs) I I always like to ask everybody, is there anything that your audiences can do to support you right now? And it doesn't have to be like, go find me, but... Um, I'm doing okay in general in terms of, of that stuff. Um, I would love it for people who don't normally, like who are like fans who only go to live shows to start watching the online ones because it's what's available right now. And it does need viewership. There've mm-hmm. been a bunch of shows that had very few viewers that I've been on, but then there's other shows that are, you know, there's 200 people and mm-hmm. that's, that's a, that's a pretty, there's nothing in between. So yeah. it would be great to yeah. see people actually uh, trying it out, even though it may not be fantastic yet. It's a new form that is, is just being generated. And I'm sure that YouTube comedians are really good at it already because it's very akin to what they already do. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the rest of us, we're trying something new. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Why do you think that is? What do you think? How long did it take before you were getting laughs regularly? 
like That's when you true. started doing like how That's long true. you know before you could have a pretty consistent um set on the regular it takes it takes a while like it does it takes a yeah. while yeah i'd say the first um, year well i think you it know. takes longer for some i remember a friend of mine told me that he didn't get last for three years like he really wasn't he was trying and it just didn't click for him until three years in mm -hmm. uh, and now he works for second city you know like yeah yeah just it's different different strokes for different folks mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no i was i was wondering more like the the polarization of audiences why like some shows can get 200 audience members and other shows only get a few I think I it just has so to do many. with what it's attached to as well. Like the biggest one I did was attached to a charity and they, they invited all their donors. Right. So mm -hmm. they're, they have their own audience that they're supplying. And we had a headliner who was more prominent at the time too. So it just adds up. It's just the different pieces. It's pretty much the same as, as we're doing comedy here anyway. I mean, I don't know if people watching right now are from Toronto, but if you've been to an indie show in Toronto, there's a good chance that it doesn't have a huge turnout. Um, but we are very grateful for the people who do make it out mm -hmm. to those ones as well, because, mm -hmm. you know, we're trying to live our dream here. Yeah. Support your comedians. Mm. And yeah. And uh, just follow me on the social media stuff. That's how you can support me. Like yeah. do that. And and maybe like on Twitter, even though I have six hundred people on there, maybe like a damn thing that I post every once in a while. <laughs> oh, I'm so frustrated <laughs> with Twitter. I'm old. I think that's what it is. I'm too old to learn how to Twitter properly. It's but, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's becoming increasingly competitive as well. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Twitter has it's Falling so funny, uh, you know, I'll say a joke that I think is, is like, sounds like another dude's joke to a certain, not their joke itself, but sounds like it was written in the same way online as this other person. Yeah. It's like yeah. tons of likes and has less people following them. And I'm like, why? What the shit, man? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't get it. Twitter's really fallen through the cracks with me. It's, uh, for me, it's more uh, a diary of, of one-liners or like premises where I can tweet it out and then when it comes back to like really putting out another set, then I have this like catalog of notes almost to go right. through. Yeah. But um Yeah, I've, yeah, I've written a fair amount of like one linery jokes on there. Some of it makes it in. Like you fold it in as the punchline essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Something bigger. I think uh my very first joke that uh grinder is like pokemon go but with dicks that was uh <laughs> yeah. that was something i tweeted like four years ago <laughs> is it really yeah yeah what was my first one let me pull and it up it just ended up first jokey one on here so I, I had a podcast years ago for um video games mm -hmm. so i i think that's partly why people don't like my jokey stuff because it's it's my original audience Versus the new audience. Oh, yeah. That's probably part of it. But yeah. Uh, let's see here. Go back in time. Profile. It's probably something really gross. It's like, I think most of us, <laughs> most of us start with the gross first.
and then learn oh, to yeah. temper learn to temper it a little bit or just make it funnier rather than just gross. Oh my god, this is taking forever. All right, this is like let's edit this out this part. Okay, anyway, I'm not going back any further. <laughs> Therapy is the new sports. Everybody's into it. <laughs> oh my god. Stupid. It's so dumb. Uh my first Anyone else just experienced wearing a large size t-shirt for the first time in years? Feels as good as cleaning my ears while taking that first pee of the day. <laughs> These are bad. That's why no one's liking them. I figured it out. I figured it out. These are just shit. Anyway, do you have any more questions? Um, I'm just looking back. Sorry, I'm getting distracted now looking back through my old Twitter and it's just Ugh. not a lot of funny there. Um, no, it's terrible. Yeah. Well, mine's terrible. All right. So two months in, you said you wanted to talk about uh, fun hobbies and stuff. And oh, fun, silly hobbies? Fun, silly or silly, hobbies. silly interests? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like uh, before this whole thing went down, I was not a sports. And now I'm a sports. Um, I w did not watch anything except for the odd baseball game because I played it when I was a kid and it was nostalgic. And now I watch World's Strongest Man, arm wrestling, like rock climbing, UFC. I bought Fight Pass even. I watched so much UFC. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. There's tons of Bra Brazilian jiu-jitsu videos online, the Gracies, et cetera. The Gracies, 10th Planet, Machado, blah, blah, blah. It's crazy. I don't understand w how this was unlocked by by the pandemic at all i don't get it oh and i watch a ton of like cooking stuff on and this is all on youtube you, youtube has swallowed my life completely <laughs> that's my primary thing that i watch these days mm -hmm. uh but also i i kind of fell into that whole bandwagon of making bread for a little bit but then my last bread mother died which is the the starter yeah I went, I went as far as buying like a dutch oven and oh yeah it. doing yeah, it, it right up yeah, right doing up. it right. And it was tasty. It was good. Uh, but I couldn't get it to a place where it was it, it was tastier than stuff I make way faster with regular yeast, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sourdough is... I, I do it, but I've been doing it for years. And even still, like, I have, a, I have maybe a 50% success rate with with my sourdough bread sometimes it just doesn't doesn't want to rise like it just it's so dense but if you wanted i could i could give you some of my starter sure i'd love it we could yeah cultivate some but yeah baking and cooking i've been doing so much oh yeah um i'm making a pie today oh nice pie. what kind of pie apple apple pie oh this nice is nice classic here's a question apple. here's a question have you ever the cheese on it, yeah, like the American style, where they put actual <laughs> cheese on it, yeah. Bitch, I'm French Canadian, of course. Is that a French Canadian thing too? Yeah. How did I not know that? Yeah. And uh, sugar pie, sugar pie is a French Canadian thing too. Have you ever had that? Sugar pie. It sounds yeah. familiar. I don't think it's so though. So sweet. 
so sweet and caramel. Yeah, I'll have to make it for you one day. I love that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not, I, I wish I could relate to the sports thing. I, um, kind of awesome once you unlock it. Yeah. I, yeah, well, it's such an interesting social tool. Like you, you, aside from enjoying the sports themselves, being able to talk with other people about sports, I've never, I've never had that. Mm-hmm. And now I have it and I'm like, Oh, this is pretty great. <laughs> Cause like once you know, the players involved, you can have these interesting and in their careers, you can have these interesting conversations. Yeah. My partner is really into sports. Like we've watched, uh, we watched all of the NBA finals with the Raptors and that was pretty easy to watch. Yeah. Yeah. That I was hooked on that. The fighting sports I can't really do. I can't, I'm not the violence and the hitting and all of that. I, I, it's too much for me. I've always liked martial arts movies. So that's been, Oh, the simulated fighting is different. I, martial well, arts dance. movies are great, but yeah. It's a yeah. Of dance. Um, I don't know why it took me so long, but I recently discovered the John Wick series and Holy fuck. Oh yeah. They're great. Yeah. They're, those, those are really yeah. fun. Yeah. Have you seen um, the Eatmon series? It's uh, Donnie Yen. Um, and I think there's five or six of them. I mean, the last one is four, but there's a prequel and then there's one that doesn't count because it's a side character. It's a spinoff, mm-hmm. but, uh, they're fantastic. They're really good. And Eatmon was, uh, I might be butchering how you say it, but Eatmon was, uh, Bruce Lee's, um, sensei, right? Like his teacher, his, oh. yeah. So he learned Wing Chun from him. So it's mostly Wing Chun, which is like very linear interesting stuff but they add up you know the wire work and everything else yeah flying of course. through the air doing crazy of stuff course. challenging other masters inside the town you know resolving old grudges super fun i love it i love it i'll have to check it out yeah um yeah so sports sports and yeah. cooking have you cooked anything interesting recently recently um, yeah i don't follow recipes like i i'm an intuitive cook like i've made eggplant parmesan and stuff like that but that's that's old hat that's like easy peasy mm-hmm. um um not that's coming to mind but i do make this really cool beet and uh brussels sprout dish and i i hate brussels sprouts so this is, this is saying a lot um i love this dish it's it's really simple and it's great to take to parties all it is is um you know uh, some beets that you up into small pieces <laughs> this is so specific and then you uh and half the you you know obviously take the outer layers of the brussels sprouts off and have them you put hoisin um hoisin sauce with sesame oil salt and pepper mm. uh, whole garlic just like mashed a little bit like just crush it a little bit yeah a bunch of those like little cloves all through it just toss it olive oil open face oven 20 minutes and it's delicious. It, wow. I never bring any home. Like if I take it places, mm-hmm. I took it places in the past. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna it's put so it on, on the barbecue in the uh, cast iron. Oh, I've been yeah. trying to trying to barbecue everything. Oh really? Yeah. Well, it's that time of year, right? Yeah. It's also just in this old house. When you turn on the oven, it stays hot forever. So. Oh, I just got trying you. to limit that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is cool. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're occupying your time, and you're. You, you seem to be doing well. You sound great. I feel great. It's. Uh, I. I realized through. You know, re-realized 
through all this whole experience that I'm not good if I'm not doing stuff. So I need to find things to do. Mm-hmm. If I'm mm-hmm. not accomplishing things during the day, I, uh, my self-esteem goes right in the crapper. Yeah, I definitely sympathize with Which that. is where the poo from my couch should have been. Right. Misplaced, misplaced flocks of poo. Uh, trauma, uh, it's a, trauma. It's a trauma, trauma of, of diarrhea. diarrhea. <laughs> trauma of diarrhea. All right. So really glad to hear you've got your shit straight then. Thanks. Gotcha. <laughs> that was good. That was good. A little bit in there. A little. Yeah. Well, it's always a, pleasure it. to, yeah. always a pleasure to hang out with you. Yeah, you too. Uh, All right. Well, I'm going to go take the dog for a stroll around the block. Sounds good. I'm going yeah. to try not to kick the cat when I get up because she's sitting at my feet right now. I have some, uh, some late lunch. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening or watching or digesting this content however you do. I don't I don't know what you damn you damn kids, your millennials and Gen Zs and your TikToks and your I I don't know. I'm like sixty five hundred years old. I don't understand how this all works. I'm sorry. As you can probably tell, I had a great time talking with Mike Payne. He's honestly one of the greatest people. He's super funny. Uh, You should definitely find him on social media, give him a follow, like his pages, um, and seek out his content. So I'm going to add links to the description for this podcast, and you can find him here. Also, make sure to follow Comic Sans. Check out our website, comicsansproductions.ca. So that has all the information on our upcoming shows, our content, link to our shop with merchandise. We have one t-shirt, but like it comes in four sizes and they're unisex. Um, Yeah, and keep in touch. You can subscribe to our newsletter. We're doing a ton of cool things. It looks like We're going into like stage three, which means we might be able to perform in a bubble. I don't know, but live shows might be coming back soon. So we're going to be doing a ton of exciting stuff. You're going to want to check that out. Thanks again for checking out our show. And we'll be back next week with local Toronto comedian Luba Magnus. Uh, She's the creator of Drawn Up Comedy. She's a comedian, illustrator, super talented person. And... She's going to be having a chat with me and one-time co-host, Marty Young. You're not going to want to miss this. Thanks so much for supporting the show, and we'll see you next week.